Hello, good morning guys and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lana Orlana. I think this episode is going to be a good one. I say this every single time. It's been a hot sec since I did an Ask Lana app. I haven't done the bonus apps in a while. I've just been really, really busy with planning the Hot Girl Sweat events and kind of just slipped my mind, but I do want to bring them back. So, we're going to be doing an Ask Land today. It's going to be focused on relationships, so relationship with yourself, relationship romantically, relationship with your friends. I have quite a few questions that I pulled from previous Q&A boxes that I posted on my Instagram stories at Alana Bloomberg on Instagram. So if you want weekly Q&A and answers, Q&A and answers, question and answers, I do them every single Monday on my Instagram stories. So make sure you're following me on my personal account. Again, it's at Alana Bloomberg. But I want to do a few housekeeping announcements and then we'll get into our current faves and then answer the questions. First off, the tickets for my Hot Girl Sweat event with Othership in Toronto have gone live. They're on sale. They are $65. I know this is a bit more expensive. Othership typically costs $55 for a drop-in class. With the purchase of a ticket, you are getting a 75-minute Othership experience. You will be going through the hot and the sauna, followed by a plunge in the ice baths, all led by the incredible Othership guides. I haven't picked the class yet, um, but it will be a guided class. We will be doing a lot of breath work, mindfulness, meditation. I'm hoping to do the self-care sweat because I really love that one. It has gua sha and body massage, and I feel like it's really in alignment with everything that I always talk about, but it'll be something of that nature. The class will be one that I personally really like. It won't just be, it won't be like Arctic Tundra where you're in the cold all the time um, if you guys are familiar with other ship classes, but tickets are on sale. All profits are going to MS Canada. This is really special to me. It's in support of a loved one who has MS in my family, so it's not just some random charity to me. The charities I choose always have some sort of personal connection to my life and just so you know. But anyways, other ship tickets are on sale. You can find the link. I'll link them in the show notes below so it's easy access for you. Again, I'm not making any profit off of this. All the money's being donated to charity and you guys walk away with an incredible gift bag from our amazing sponsors. The gift bag is already valued at over $130 Canadian, which is absolutely incredible. Plus you are getting the other ship class. So it really is just an amazing deal for you guys as well. I and mean, I would love to have you there and to have this experience together. But I also wanted to address, I got in a few comments about the ads are really loud and then my audio is super quiet. I recently switched mics and some of my ads are recorded on my old mic. The sound is different on both. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not an audio expert and this is a one woman show. So really trying to figure it out. So please just give me some patience. I would be very appreciative of your patience until I can figure that out. My apologies if listening to this in your ears, I've tried to make the audio from my mic louder, like my new one. I've tried to make the other audio softer. So I'm doing my best over here. If you have any experience with audio and audio editing and can assist me, that would be great. I would love for you to reach out into my DMs. I'm trying to sort this out. I don't wanna hurt your ears, but ads are helpful. It's how I make money. And I only ever work with brands that I truly love and use. 
just know that I'm not just accepting ads for the sake of accepting them. But it is how I can make the show free for you. So I really appreciate you for being patient while I figure this out. And hopefully it is better in this episode or in the ones to come. But anyways, on to my current faves. I have reintegrated chlorophyll back into my life. You know, that green stuff we used to put in our water. I totally forgot about it, but I felt like, I don't know if (laughs) this might be TMI, but sometimes if I'm wearing a shirt, like a tight t-shirt or a long sleeve and it's not cotton, like I'm not a smelly person. Like I don't really get like a sweaty smell unless I've done like a run and been sitting in my workout clothes. But I feel like my sweat has been smelling in certain shirts, like the way it dries on the fabric if it's a super tight shirt. So I decided to reincorporate chlorophyll because it can help with body odor. (laughs) But anyways, I've been loving it. I forgot how healthy it makes me feel. So I've just been reincorporating that into my morning beverage lineup. I'll just have it in my Essentia water that I have or like just a glass of water. Recently, I finished the book, The Mountain Is You. I really, really like this book. It's by Brianna Weiss. I think I've previously mentioned it on the podcast, but it's honestly changed my life. I don't know why I waited so long to read this book. I was recommended it over a year ago when I left my nine to five, but I do really, really recommend it to anyone. Just be ready to be vulnerable and to feel really vulnerable when reading it. It will definitely make you think about yourself and the decisions that you make and maybe the anxieties that you have. It's about turning self-sabotage habits and mindsets into self-mastery. It's a beautifully written book by Brianna Weiss. I discovered her on a TikTok of her talking about her newer book, Pivot Year. She's just a beautiful human and has such a wise mind and outlook on life. And I think we could all learn or take something away from her. So if you haven't read the book, The Mountain Is You, I really recommend it. I'll link it below. All the books that I've read and am currently reading, whether it's fiction or a self-help book like this one, are always in my Goodreads, which is also always in the show notes. Let's get into the bulk of the episode. Let's answer your questions. I think I put all the dating ones first. So we're going to start off heavy in the dating department. I know Valentine's Day was last week. To be honest, I had to log off of Instagram and TikTok a lot because... I just didn't want to see everything. Um, It just made me feel a little sad. So if you were feeling that way, just know you are not alone. It is completely normal. It's okay to feel upset or to feel a little envious of people who were receiving such loud gestures. But also know that true love is what's shown off the screen and what's not seen on social media. And love can be shown to you and so many other areas of your life and there's nothing wrong with you if you don't have it in that area of your life right now it will come but your friends love you your family loves you and you can give yourself love as well I know it's not the same but love shows up in your life in so many more ways than you think it does so just remember that okay first question dealing with being the only single one in the friend group you're talking to the girl that gets it I am typically the token single friend. I definitely have more single friends now, which I do think it's important to have those friends that are single so that you can openly relate about your dating struggles or do things just you guys. Not that you can't do these things with your friends who are in relationships, but it does feel a little different. And sometimes the friends that are in relationships don't get the struggle 
of being single or dating, especially if they've been in a relationship for a while and never really used apps or have dealt with the current dating climate um, and culture. So honestly, what I like to do is I like to remind myself that my relationship status is the least important thing about myself. It is by far the least important and interesting character trait about myself that there is so much more to me than who I'm dating or who I'm not dating. Remember that. Your friends are friends with you for you and they're not out here thinking every single time they're with you or when they're thinking of you like, oh shame, like they're so single, there's something wrong with them, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not what they're thinking. And most of the time I'm assuming your conversations with your friends don't involve talking about relationships or their partners all the time. You're, I'm sure you're talking about a multitude of other things. But of course, if you choose to hyper-focus and fixate on only those conversations, I'm sure like you're just going to feel like that's all they talk about. But I guarantee you, if you flip your perspective and reframe how you're looking at your relationship with your friend group and your friends, it is the least talked about thing. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe your friends talk about relationships a lot. And then I think maybe, again, I would recommend to maybe find some other friends that you can hang out with and make you feel less alone. Because I know it can make you feel like you're not a part of this club that they're in, like you're feeling left out or there's something wrong with you for being the single one. Just know that your time will come. It will happen when it's meant to happen. It will happen when you least expect it. I hate that phrase, but it really is true. So just focus on you, focus on your friendships, and it is not a bad thing to be single. How to handle the frustration of being single for years and not meeting anyone I truly like. I had a period of time in this past year where I just constantly was getting the ick for guys. And I feel like I was kind of latching onto those icks as a way to kind of protect myself to stay one step ahead of the guy, to feel like I had control of the situation, to protect myself from getting hurt. And I'm not telling you to not have standards. It is great to have standards. You should have standards. You should have high standards. But you have to leave room for a person to be human. You are not going to love 100% of a person. You're not going to love 100% of everything that they do. There's going to be probably about 10% of the things that they do that you don't love. I'm not saying to avoid red flags. There are red flags and you should definitely steer clear of them. But you need to give people a chance to show you who they are and how they can fit into your life and to just really give them a fair shot. It is so easy after a first date or within moments of meeting someone to find an ick and to latch onto that and to hyperfixate on that and attribute that to why you don't like someone. I bet you, you are not perfect. None of us are perfect. And you know what? It's the flaws and quirks that make us each so unique and exciting and interesting and you get to figure that out when you're dating someone and when I say dating like going on dates you don't have to necessarily be boyfriend and girlfriend yet or have a title of any sort but when you're getting to know someone they're not going to be perfect and you kind of just have to let 
the go. I know it's become kind of a trend on social media to obsess and focus on icks and coming up with icks with people or for people, but I think it's just an excuse and almost a cowardish, coward-like mindset to have about someone, and it's, I don't know, you just, icks are so stupid. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, if you give someone a shot, you will like them. And I really encourage you to date outside of what you think your type is. And I'm not necessarily saying your physical type, but more so your personality type or maybe something, some of the more materialistic things that you attribute your type to being. Like for so long, I was so caught up in going out with the guys who had a lot of money and went to fancy private schools and had fancy degrees and went to fancy universities and worked in finance or investment banking or something of that sort and I really wouldn't give anyone else a shot and I was kind of limiting my dating pool and my potential of finding someone that actually had all the little things that really mattered to me in a person and like what I actually wanted in a partner by hyper fixating on what I thought my type was so I encourage you to kind of let that go let people show you who they are and to actually give someone a fair shot before you just shut them out and run away because I've done it. I've done it so many times and I've learned that it's a way of protecting myself and feeling like I'm one step ahead of them, like I'm controlling this game and it's not worth it because you're just constantly putting up walls and isolating yourself when you could have a connection with someone. That's my two cents. Kind of went on a tangent there. Do you think you owe the casual guy who doesn't care about you a breakup when you do have feelings? I think a lot of factors come into play. Like, how long have you been seeing this person? How often have you been seeing that person within that time frame? What type of setting are you seeing this person in? Are you going on dates? Have you met each other's friends? Have you just been hanging out after going out? Is it more of a booty call situation? How much have you shared with one another about your life? Are you curious about their lives? Is he curious about yours? Does he actually know things about you? Does he ask questions? Like what is the actual? Like really step outside of yourself and look at this from a third party. What is your actual relationship with him? If you've just seen him like a few times, I don't think you need to be like super formal. Like you can just send a text. But if you've been seeing them for a bit longer and been having a bit more of a formal dating experience, but I'm going to say that because you said casual guy who doesn't care about you, it's merely just like hooking up. If it's been a while, I'd still do it in person and you can just say like, this isn't working for me anymore. It's been a lot of fun, but I think we should part ways sort of thing. And I've done that. I think it's always nice. I like to think about what I would want if I were in their shoes or if like the role was reversed if I was the one to be broken up with or to be like left but I also like to think about like how do I want to be treated what is the type of response and energy I would want and I usually lead with that no matter what the situation is unless it's like been only like one or two times and it's been like two weeks I don't think you really they don't need anything but you could I don't know I like to lead and treat others how I want to be treated in the hopes that it will be reciprocated back. That's kind of my perspective on things. I always 
I personally would want to know if something is over as opposed to just be ghosted. The extent to which you communicate in the breakup, what you're trying to say and why, etc. is up to you. But I think it's always the nice thing to do and the mature thing to do. And if you're looking for a mature, healthy, communicative relationship, you need to lead with that and know what your values are and where you stand and set those boundaries. What to do when having doubts in a long-term relationship. I've never been in a long-term relationship, but when I've had doubts in my situationships, I usually like to question why. Why am I having doubts? What are the doubts about? Are they anxieties? Are they based on fact? Are they based on made-up realities in my head? What are the doubts? And if you're having doubts, talk to them. Talk to your partner. The right person won't run away from whatever you have to say. They'll want to work it out with you. They'll want to talk it through with you. Especially if it's in a long-term relationship, I'd hope that they can sit down and have a mature conversation. I think if you're having doubts, I'd take a moment to pull out your journal and reflect. Like, is this relationship no longer serving you? Have you outgrown each other? Are you not growing on the same trajectory as them? Are your needs not being met? Like really think about it and become clear on what exactly do you want and what are you looking for? And then you can come to them and you can have a conversation with them and you can express how you're feeling and what you've been thinking about. And then you can go from there. I don't think you should just leave it. I think you should work it out by yourself. If you want to talk about it with a friend, you can do that. But At the end of the day, you know yourself best. You know your relationship best. No matter how much detail you give me or your friend, they're not in the relationship. They don't know how you guys are with one another. You don't know. They don't know everything. If you've been listening for the pod for a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language. And that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese, It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up and 
That can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to Seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and we just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away, and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay, and I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. So just think about this with yourself. Determine what you want and what you need and then communicate that with your partner and you can go from there. But I think it's totally normal and totally healthy to have doubts. It means you think and that you care and that you have standards and you have wants and needs that need to be met and you want them to be met. So I hope that helps. How to be okay with being single. I think this kind of is like a follow-up question to how to deal with being the only single friend in a friend group, but I'm going to remind you that your relationship status is the least important thing, least interesting thing about you. There are so many other fascinating things that make you you and make you cool and interesting and exciting and a great catch and a great person to be with. Just know that you have forever to be in a relationship with someone and date someone. Use your time being single as a way to be selfish to put energy and time into yourself, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your friends, your relationship with your family, focusing on your career, on school, a hobby, whatever may be. When you are single, you do not have to think about a partner when making decisions. 
if you want to get up and move to another city, you can do so without thinking about them and their feelings and how they fit into that. If you want to go travel for several months, you can go do that. You can truly be so selfish in your decisions and only really consider you in terms of your life when you are single. The moment you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a fiance, husband, wife, etc., you have to consider them. You have to make decisions with them. And you can no longer be so selfish with your time and prioritize yourself to the extent that you can when you are single. So take advantage of it. Know that the time will come when it is right for you to meet your person and just really focus on prioritizing yourself, putting work into your relationship with yourself, bettering yourself, working on becoming that best version, that highest version of yourself without having to worry about where your partner fits into all of this and putting some of that energy into them and into their needs and wants and your relationship with them. You can put all that energy into yourself. It's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty thrilling. I think it makes you feel super independent and powerful and confident and courageous if you let it. So use being single as your strength as opposed to your weakness. Use it as something that is a pro as opposed to a con. Reframe how you view being single. Rewrite your story and change how you perceive it. Have you ever reached back out to an ex for closure or to just try again? No, it is never worth it. It is not worth it. I mean, of course, there's always the exception to the rule, but I don't think reaching out to someone for closure is going to give you closure. If anything, it's just going to rip the band-aid back off and you're going to have to heal again. You have to find that closure within yourself. I've always said, at least for the past like three years, four years, no contact is your closure. No contact is the best way to move on and get over someone and to move on from that relationship. The more you keep contact the more you continue to let them poke into your life, the harder it is going to be for you to get that closure. And usually if you broke up, it was for a reason. And that reason will probably be the reason why you break up again if you reach out and try again with them, in my opinion. You could have a different opinion, but this is my opinion. I personally have never done it. Any instances where I've reached out to past hookups, I have felt desperate, I felt insecure, and I've regretted it. And I wouldn't say that's an ex because they weren't things that I was ever like in a relationship with. They weren't people I was ever in a relationship with. But even in that like small instant, I felt those feelings. It almost feels shameful. Like why would you want to succumb to that? Like why would you want to go back to that? There was a reason why you broke up. And I'm sure like the reason why you want to reach out to them is because you're remembering a lot of the highlights of your relationship and a lot of the highlights of them. But there was a reason you broke up, whether they broke up with you or you broke up with them or it was mutual. There was a reason and they're not meant to be in your life because what's meant for you won't pass by you. It will continue to stay and make a presence. So just move on. No contact is key and I would not reach out. Advice for someone who 
just left a toxic relationship with a narcissist and have trust issues. If you are able to afford therapy, I really, really, really would recommend it. Even if it is once a month, just having someone to talk to that is a professional can definitely help you work through the traumas and the trust issues that you have developed from being in a relationship with a narcissist. I would argue that I've had a situationship with a narcissist and it can make you really, it can make it really hard to trust. But I promise if you put in the work and you encourage yourself to rewire those pathways back to healthy pathways, it will you will be able to trust again and you will move past this. And as long as you are communicative with future partners, with how you're feeling and why you're feeling, they will want to help you in overcoming this. And I know it's really easy to just get so caught up in the thought patterns and the thoughts and clutch on to things they gaslit you on or things they said and did, but it is a reflection of them, not you. And you are so much stronger than you're giving yourself credit for right now. You should be so proud of yourself for leaving because it's so hard to leave. And I promise things will only go up from here. It might be hard. You might have ups and downs, but it will progressively get better. How to get asked out on a date from the apps, mostly getting pen pals for the week. I feel like if they don't ask you, I like to kind of prompt them to ask by saying like, what are you up to this week? Like, what does your week look like? What are you doing next weekend? Or like if you're talking about like a spot or something like being like, do you want to try out the spot together or something like that? Or you can be like really forward and like flirty and kind of sassy and be like, so when are you going to ask me out? Or like, when are we going out? I tend to be a little bit more assertive or lead or like prompt so that they ask. And there's nothing wrong with that. I personally think it's a power move. I think it's attractive and it's worked for me. But you have just as much control in getting a date and getting off the apps as they do. So don't let it become a pen pal. Be very intentional with how you're answering and where you're answering. Get off the app, get their number. And if they start to just pen pal, you don't answer. They are not worth your time. They're not giving you the energy that you are clearly looking for because you're not looking for a pen pal. You want a date and you want to find a partner. So give the energy that you want to receive is what I've learned in my experiences. And don't be afraid to be a little more assertive. Men like it. Women like it. Be confident. Okay. Oh my god, this episode's already at 30 minutes. I feel like I've never really done that before by myself, at least for a while. But we are going to move into the relationship with myself portion. How do I get over my fear of doing things in public alone? Honestly, exposure therapy. The more you do it, the easier it gets because you show to yourself that any of the fears you have about doing those things alone are just anxieties and not actual realities and you build confidence through taking action. So the more you go and get groceries alone or go to the coffee shop and sit there alone or go to a bar or just do errands or things that you would typically want to do with someone else or maybe you want to get into vlogging and capturing content and doing it in public right now is super uncomfortable and awkward for you. It still is to a certain degree for me but the more you do something the easier it gets the more confidence you get in doing that and you kind of just have to fake it till you make it. Tell yourself 
everything is going to be okay in doing this and nothing bad is happened to you. And if it does, you will deal to it. You will deal with it once it comes. You just have to encourage yourself to stay present in the moment. Don't think of what could happen, what might happen. You don't know. Just stay present in the now, act confident and no one will question you. And the more you do something, the easier it will come. How do you deal with anxiety? I've been so anxious the past few months and nothing helps. Guys, I'm currently anxious right now, but I just learned that anxiety comes from thoughts about the past or future. It comes with focusing on what you should have done or what you could do or what if or what if that. But if you ground yourself in the present, and you just focus on how you feel right now, what's in front of you, you will be okay. And therapy helps. There's medications you can go on if it's really impacting you. Therapy really helps. I love cognitive behavioral therapy. It rewires your brain, but it is possible to overcome anxiety and using medication prescribed by doctors is okay. There is nothing wrong with you. But I love to focus on things that ground me like journaling, breath work, meditation, limiting caffeine, expressing to people I care about and trust that I'm feeling anxious. It just helps me get it off my chest. Speaking to my therapist, talking about what is going on in my head out loud because sometimes the thoughts can be overwhelming and we can make them so big in our head. But the minute, the minute we say them out loud, we actually hear how like stupid and simple it really is, but you are capable of dealing with your anxiety. Anxiety is usually is usually just a fear of the unknown. So just focus on what you do know, which is in the present, and that will ground you and help you feel calm. I find working out helps, going on walks, disconnecting from social media, listening to calming music, supplements like ashwagandha, GABA, Althenian really help. Magnesium. Just breathe. Focus on your breath. I also loved going to other ship and going in the ice bath or sauna. That really helps calm me. Truly don't know what to do with my life. The market is so tough right now and feeling sad. That is okay. Those feelings are so normal and I am positive that majority of your friends are feeling the same and so many other people your age older than you, younger than you are feeling that way. The market is tough. I have friends that were looking for jobs for five months. They did eventually find one, but it takes time and it kind of just is the way it is right now, but it is totally normal not to know what you want to do with your life, what your post-grad plans are. It's normal to feel lost and to be unsure. That's literally what your 20s are about. Everyone is living life and experiencing it for the first time. That is the beauty of life. You're not meant to know everything. You don't need to know what your path is or what your five or ten year plan is. Hell, you don't even know what you want to, you don't even have to know what you want to do this year. You can figure it out as you go. And the choice that you make doesn't define the rest of your life. Think about your professors at school. Think about your teachers more so professors. I find professors have lived a million lives in one, but they didn't just stick for the most part, at least in my experience, 
with my professors in business school. They have had a million different careers. They have worked a million different roles at a million different companies and they are still successful. They have still found success and no one looks at them poorly. If anything, they are praised. Just because you decide you want to say do marketing right now and you want to focus on brand management and marketing and a CPG brand or something doesn't mean you are locked into that at that company for the rest of your life. You can totally pick up and change and pivot and go into tech or to go into sales or to stop working for a corporate company and work for a startup or maybe you want to become a life coach or maybe you want to become a fitness instructor. You have every single power in you to take control of your life and to make decisions and you are allowed to change your mind. You are also allowed to give up. You are allowed to give up on something you have put work and effort into for no matter how long. You are allowed to change your mind. And I know we were told as a society that people who give up are failures, they're weak, they're cowards, they're not willing to put in the work. But you are allowed to give up when you know that something is no longer serving you. You've known that you've given it a fair shot and it's just not working. And it can feel defeating. It can make you feel like a failure because of these preconceived notions but it is not. And it is okay to not know what you want to do. And it's okay to change your mind. And I will continue to say these things as many times as it takes for you to believe it yourself. You can only control what you can control. You don't have control over the job market right now. You don't have control over the economy. Unfortunately, this is something that is out of our hands, but you have control in how you feel and the actions that you take every single day. You have the power to rewrite your story, to reframe, to change the narrative, and to find that silver lining. I know I say these things all the time, but I really do mean it, and I say it to drill it into your head because it took my therapist saying it to me so many times to drill it into mine. You are also so much more than your job, than your job title, than your salary. That is not who you are as a person. It is not what people are going to remember you for on your deathbed. I promise you. When you think of your friends and you think of your parents and you think of the things that you remember them for being and who they are and if you were to describe them to someone else, think of the characteristics and character traits that first come to mind. I guarantee you it is not their salary, it is not their job, it is not the fact of how many jobs they've had, it's not the fact of that at all. It is who they are as a person and how they show up in your life and their personality and the things that make them so interesting and unique and cool and quirky and their hobbies. So focus on what you can control. Know that you are not alone in what you are feeling and that everything will work out as it should and when it should. Again, nothing that is meant for you will pass by you. It will always stay. I think I'm going to end this episode here because it's already 40-ish minutes and I like to keep my episodes a bit shorter and sweet for you guys and cute for your commutes or your little hot girl walks or 12 3 30 situation but I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please leave a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify I love reading your reviews I love receiving the little comments that you can leave on Spotify and it also helps support the podcast I love you guys so much and I appreciate you more than you could ever know. Thank you for allowing this to be my job. I love recording for you guys even when I'm anxious like I am right now. I encourage you to take a deep breath. Hold it at the top. 
Now release and exhale all the bad energy that you're holding, if you are, any anxieties, any negative beliefs. You can and you will. You got this. I love you guys and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Thank you.